This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And here we are as the week goes on with surprising news in the NFL. We've got still, what, a week and a half, more than a week and a half till the Super Bowl. I'm seeing more and more stuff about who's going to be there, guys. Dr. Dre, I think, is going to be there. Might see him walking around Vegas. Oh, man. Looking forward to it. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the... Wait, we are on... On, on those are things, we right? On those things? No, yeah, we are on those, right? Today, yeah. Okay, good. Just uh, making sure. I, I can see in here. Yeah, yeah. we just don't and have anything in front coast of us. To coast. Just a day that ends in Y. That buzzing in my ear is great, though. I'm looking forward to that for four hours here too. So, oh, this is fantastic. Tyrese Halliburton going to be back, though. That I'm really excited about is watching is that... Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know what he was wearing. Is it was that fur on yeah. his elbows. It was something. There was something going on, Trista. I'm not sure what it was, but nowadays. When guys are walking in these player arrivals into arenas, it's not about real stuff you'd wear in real life. It's like watching one of these fashion shows at Passion or Paris Fashion Week, yeah. and you're going, people don't actually wear this stuff. It's all just for show. Yeah, and I really do want to take Tyrese Halliburton aside and let him know, <laughs> hey, it's not working for you. The league fits <laughs> that you're putting together... You either need a stylist or you need to fire your stylist and hire someone else. Hire Shea Gilgis Alexander's stylist. It's bad. Kim Kardashian? Isn't that uh, SGA stylist now? Isn't he? That's Spanx. He's no, that's team. just Skims. Yeah. Skims. That's Skims, Spanx. Yeah. He's not Skims. part. Yeah. Remember when, uh, really quickly, remember when Skims initially was called, I was something that was being, had like almost, I think it was, um, what is that? Kimono. It was called Kimono. And they were like, I'm sorry, you can't call your brand Kimono. Yeah. Is that what it was called, yeah. really? Yeah. Kim Ono. Oh, I see what get they it? did there. And they were like, I no, no, it. that's appropriation. And she was like, why? Why is that appropriation? Yep. And they're like, well, because they're like Kimono. You get it like a traditional garb yeah. for Asia. And she's like, no, I don't get that. I just Kim Ono. Yeah. Uno, Ono. <laughs> yeah. Kim, get it? She reached a $1 million uh, settlement with the SEC on that. Did Not she? the SEC. That's what like it was, we're watching right? Kim Ono? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. That's what it was, though. I yeah. still have things in my brain sticking. That was impressive. Thank you. I do not even remember that story at all. Then again, when it involves the Kardashians, like it involves the royal family, it tends to just go in one ear and out the other, and I just don't pay attention. Skims is so. the real deal, though. I will say, guys, um, one time, me and my son spent two hours and forty-five minutes inside of Skims, searching for <laughs> searching for <laughs> Skims. Yeah, for my wife. For some reason, she like really wanted the workout gear for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'd like to meet. It was a hot item. Uh, two Mother's like, Days pick, ago. Like tickle me Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> How about Elmo? Getting wild on the gram, on the X, too. How about Ben Johnson? I don't want to talk about it, Not guys. Not wanting to move to Washington, D.C. I don't want to talk about this. And I, let me I, say I, I don't blame get him. Ben Johnson or Skims during Mother's Day? Clearly Ben Johnson oh. because he wants $15 million. He's now on the list, guys. Ben Johnson is on the list. He's public enemy number one in D.C. Ryan, would you pay Ben Johnson $15 million a year? Yeah. Yeah, that's I what would I not. would, too. I would yeah, not. I would. I've yeah. never seen him as a head coach. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not doing it. I would. 
You know, I did see the one thing that's kind of concerning. Did you know that his role model is Adam Gase? That's his mentor. Uh, that whoa, crazy eyes. Whoa, that's whoa. see, see, guys. That, fifteen mil. That's that, a lot for someone that looks fair, up to Adam Gase. Fair point, Nick. Like fifteen mil. We know he's a good play caller, a great play caller. We know he can script a game, but we don't know if he's a good head coach. And we just saw this with Arthur Smith. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm kind of excited for the Steelers, especially when Matt Canada's gone, not calling plays anymore. Now it's Arthur Smith. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a very good head coach, but. I think he's a solid play caller. Yep. So, I mean, I'm with you. $15 is a lot of money, but if you're the commanders and you have a ton of money and you're looking to, you know, man, really just like kind of like rebuild the That's entire organization. Your salary cap, you That's might true. as well spend. Like you're bringing, you're building a new stadium. Yeah. What else are you going to get? You're trying to remove the stink of Dan Snyder. Bobby Slowick's not coming any, going no, anywhere and either. Bobby, Bill Belichick. Bobby Slowick wasn't as high on their radar. Uh, he has le- obviously less experience, just a, an offensive coordinator for one year. So I talked to a couple people today. It sounds like Mike McDonald's number one on the list now. They want to poach him from the Ravens. And after that, maybe getting scraps. And that's that's part of the problem here, right? We talked about this yesterday where you look yeah. at the Lions and go, did the Lions already peak? If they lose Ben Johnson... We don't know what that offense is going to look like, just like we saw in Philadelphia, just like we've seen you know, in Atlanta back in the day when Kyle Shanahan left time and time again. We've now seen that yeah. offensive coordinators make a massive difference, especially in today's NFL. This benefits the Lions. You get Ben Johnson back for another year. But if you're Washington and you're Seattle, the last two teams that are looking for head coaches, you're now scrambling. Now, I think Dan Quinn was maybe going to end up being the guy in Seattle anyway, and that could still happen. If Dan Quinn and Washington people are not going to be happy, and this ownership group wants to make a splash, they don't want to look like they're anywhere close to what we used to have in the last ownership group with retreads, bad decisions. Ben Johnson was supposed to be the guy. The organization was surprised because they were on a flight to go talk to him and Aaron Glenn when the news broke that Ben Johnson was going to stay in Detroit. If That's you want how this him for went. Five, then you want him for fifteen. Honestly, it really does. If you want him, you want him, right? It doesn't matter. You're going to have to pay him for three, four years. Then don't do the D'Amico thing and pay him for six years. Say we'll put Ben Johnson on a three-year, fifteen yeah. million dollar a year contract because now you kind of look like your your thumbs up your butt. I think this is actually a great move for Ben Johnson, too, when you think about it. Like, look at how this season ended. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing, if I was an owner, an owner, if I was a general manager and I was doing the interview with Ben Johnson, I know we're all crushing uh, Dan Campbell right now, but I would also ask, why the hell did you run the ball on third down knowing that you guys were going to have to burn that timeout? You know what I mean? Like, as Mm -hmm. much as we're killing the head coach, we should also crush the play caller, who's the genius, who's asking for $15 million. I think this is... I, I would have wanted the commander's job because you have the number two overall pick, which yeah. is most likely Drake May or Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. and you kind of you know get to shape the roster the way that you want. The NFC, I definitely want to coach in the NFC. I don't want to go to the AFC with all those coaches and all those quarterbacks. So if you think about it, though, I, I like the move for him because – you go back to Detroit, and now you're probably not going to skip a beat as long as he's there. He obviously believes in Dan. And now, if Dallas doesn't win a Super Bowl, which I don't think any of us expect them to, or Philadelphia doesn't get the job done, and Nick Sirianni's out, or Mike McCarthy's out, now Ben Johnson gets one of those jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, where you already have your quarterback, ben you have Johnson, a roster that's built to win right now. Coach the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. That sounds... God, like that would piss me off if he doesn't go to Washington and then a year Jerry he goes to Dallas. 15. Well, he's definitely going somewhere 20. next year. Unless he goes back to Detroit and Goff goes back to being like, you know, year four Goff. Or year and, one Goff. And listen, that is something Goff. that he has to think of. I mean, 
look, he's, he's going to go into this, obviously, with the confidence that he can do what he does and what he's done the entire time. But that is the risk you run, right? If there's a certain point where your stock starts to drop a little bit, I don't think he's at that point, but there's always that risk. I, I, would, I would doubt it with him, but you talk about how great this is for Detroit. Let's give Dan Campbell some credit. Because this is a guy that everybody buys into. Yeah. And it's just such a great example of if you're in a leadership position in any industry, whether it's sports, whether it's marketing, whether it's a sports network, whether it's a sports media company, whether it's sales, uh, how you treat people will show how much loyalty and dedication you'll get back in return. Isn't that the truth? Everybody buys in to Dan Campbell and what he's doing because of the way that he treats everybody in that organization. We see all these videos. Oh, man, I just good love dude. you guys so much. I just believe in you. But you know what? They love that. And the team is winning, and they've responded to it. He became right. It was, is he a coach or just a leader of men? Well, if you have good coordinators, good football people around you, and you're the CEO, you're the VP of the team, whatever the fake title you want to give him, and everybody's buying in to his message and he's delegating in the right way, then that makes him a good head coach. There's different ways that you can be a leader. Dan Campbell has shown that th this is the perfect way that you should be in any spot. You get people to buy in. You treat them with respect. You show that you believe in them and the group and what you've built, and you're going to get that loyalty in return, and people are going to buy into what you've tried to build, and they're going to want to be there for the long term, and they're going to want to build something great, and that's what you're getting in Detroit right now, and that's because of Dan Campbell. He's the ultimate general contractor, yeah. right? Like, he can do things managing people that do all kinds of different roles and responsibilities, and he gets them all working together. He keeps them motivated, figures out how to put the right pieces together. Or you could call him, like, DJ Khaled. Like, DJ Khaled doesn't make beats. What does he actually do? He, Not like, Dan. Just like, he just, just like yeah. Dan Campbell, he We're puts the th these guys together. So, like, yeah. he'll call up Drake. He'll call up Justin Bieber. He has a producer, and he's like, this <laughs> song... Sounds good with Drake, Justin Bieber, and Quavo. Are you guys in? He makes the calls. He gets them all in a room. He hypes them up. Dan Campbell is DJ Khaled. We the best music. Like, say, <laughs> they don't want us to get another one. So we made another one. Like, that's Dan Campbell in a nutshell. And right that's there. leadership, though, yes. right? Like, it doesn't, like, everybody thinks that you've got to be Andy Reid and be able to be a great play caller still. And Like, you don't. You can delegate and have smart yeah. people around you. The risk with that, obviously, is if you lose that talent, if Ben Johnson had left, eventually he's going to be a head coach. Then the question becomes, are you able to fill that spot with somebody else that's prepared and ready to go? It didn't work in Philadelphia. At some point down the road, that's going to have to be the decision they make in Detroit. And that's... maybe Nick Sirianni's just not a good DJ Collins. He might not be. No, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, he just needs to be surrounded by the smart people. And he's kind of an ass, too, like Nick Sirianni, compared to Dan Campbell. Yeah, you've never heard anybody with a bad thing to say about Dan. You know what I mean? Like... I think that kind of talks, that speaks about his character, that nobody's ever came out and been like, man, Dan Campbell's actually a jerk, or this is fake. Everybody's like, no, he's really like that, yeah. man. He's real. That's who he is. Yeah, with Nick Sirianni, you don't get that. I, I actually kind of stood up for Sirianni. Like, I like that he was a little cocky, but, you know, then you watch the offense and everything just completely changed. You're like, oh, no, Shane Steichen really was that good. Yep. And then when they beat Kansas City and he was running in the tunnel, 
And I'm like, you're the head coach, man. Like, yeah. you're, the, you're the leader of men, and you're acting like this. Yeah. Damn so it. it's, I mean, listen, Damn this it. was a massive surprise today, but now this is a Lions team that can ro- run it back another year. Yeah, you know what? You're depressed. Anymore. You know, you thought that you were oh, getting Ben Johnson I, as I your play caller today, and head guys. coach. I, my jaw but dropped when I saw the news. I thought as a Packer fan that the division would be ours for at least the next two years until Caleb Williams ultimately becomes the next Patrick Mahomes or whatever happens in Chicago. I was like, Detroit's going to go back to be in Detroit. They're going to regress, or they're going to be the Eagles. Eagles, where the offense isn't going to be the same, obviously, without Ben Johnson. And then we'll see what happens, who else they lose. But then it's like Dan Campbell and a bunch of ex-players on that staff. Like, who's going to replace Ben Johnson? I thought it might be like Antoine Randall, and that just doesn't really move the mm-hmm. needle for me. Now, with him going back, that team all coming back, all those dudes are only going to get better. Sam, somehow Sam Laporta probably gets better, and he broke every single tight end rookie record. Gibbs is going to get better. That offensive line, they should have won that game if they just stuck with what they were doing and weren't so aggressive. But it's hard to crush them because that's what they did all season long. I'm excited for Lions. Curious to see next year if Dan Campbell goes for it on fourth down as many times as he did this year. I think he will too. You know, maybe take the field goal, go up 17 against the freaking Niners when you're on the road and they're the number one seed. Or just like, just don't run the ball on third down. Just a little more selective in your aggressiveness, you know? I think that's the best way to look at it. But yeah, I mean, so now we're down to the last... Two teams in Seattle and Washington. You're not going to hear Bill Belichick. The surprising thing is he might be coming here. Haven't heard from. Oh, I don't know. They they don't want any. They don't want anything to do with him. He's 71 years old. He's going to want too much control. You just hired the the at least listen. At least in Washington, you got the number one GM candidate that was out there in Adam Peters. He's not going to want to have to fight with Bill Belichick, who looks at the NFL like it's 20 years ago still. I yeah. would just call up Mike Kafka, and it's probably two years too early. But like that, mm-hmm. that yeah, I would do something like that over obviously Bill. But yeah, I, I can I, see that being a possibility, though. I mean, maybe there's a Vrabel situation here now. But the question becomes yeah. like, are, I mean, what are you doing? Is does Eric Bieniemy stays the offensive coordinator? Does he want his own staff? Like, if you're gonna wait for a guy and you think you got him, and then last minute things like this don't happen, you're left scrambling now. Why and, not just promote Eric Bieniemy? I mean, maybe that ends up being what they do. I I honestly don't have not heard his name mentioned in anything at all. Like he's has not even been looked at as somebody that's really being considered for that spot. And I don't. Do you think I could apply? I think you could right now. You Ryan, go ahead at this point. I get I get Drake May. You could. And I get Terry McLaurin. Oh yeah. I just need somebody Ryan? to run the defense. Who do you think I? Maybe Bill could come and run the defense. I'm sure Bill Belichick would love to be a defensive coordinator. Under me. Years. Under Ryan Horvath. Shocking Horvath. development here in What's DC. Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight <laughs> becomes the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. He keeps yeah. Eric Bieniemy as his OC, and shockingly, Bill Belichick has signed on to be his defensive yeah. coordinator. I would support you as the head coach. I'd say Bill. You, you might. I would say, hey, are you still coming in? At Bill, seven you haven't or? been relevant for a decade, bud. You haven't been relevant since Tom left yet. No, uh, I, it, it, I don't know, man. I, I still think that that's a really attractive job, Washington. It's it in is. the NFC, and you have the number two overall pick, and you, you have talent. You know, who and, would you take? Like right now, if you're the Commanders, who's out there that you say besides Kafka? Like who, who is the home run hire that is available? Mike McDonald. Yeah, Mike, Mike McDonald, McDonald is probably. still really looked at as that guy. And the way that he ran that defense, it just, the question just becomes then, you know, what are you going to do about offensive coordinator? It still goes back to that. If you're going to have a young quarterback, I would prefer an offensive-minded head coach with a young quarterback because it just makes sure you have continuity if you've got a good offensive well, coordinator that leaves for a job. Found a way. 
Yeah, but how long before Bobby Slowick leaves? I know right. they gave him a deal, but guys can leave when they get a new deal. And he was already interviewing for jobs this year. So what happens to C.J. Stroud once Bobby Slowick leaves? That's the issue that you, you have as opposed to an offensive head coach, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, where you're doing the head coach's system. You're handling that. That offensive coordinator's got to buy into it, and it keeps the continuity for a young quarterback, which can make or break, I mean, their entire career. Jim Root on some college hoops next. Bet MGM the night.